Welcome to Working Matters. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Carl, today we are continuing our series on performance evaluations. The dreaded performance evaluations. But we're turning it around. We're going to turn it around today. (laughs) That's right. And today our focus is on setting goals and standards. That's right. You can't... uh talk about something just in the abstract. You don't want to be arbitrary about it. We've got to have uh, the criteria or the basis for this discussion. Yes. And last week we talked about the balance between empowerment and accountability. And it seems like this is really the place where that starts. Exactly. You know, when the goals or the standards come from somewhere else, especially if they come from far away, it's really hard to a challenge to get buy-in on your team when they don't know why they're there or how they were derived, where they came from, and why their responsibility in meeting them is as large as it is, it's a, it's a tough sell. So it does. It feels like you're just coming down real hard on something that if they did have input on, they may have been more realistic and more intrinsically motivating. So tell us, what do we want to accomplish in setting goals and standards? Well, what we want to accomplish is we want to make progress. We want to make money. So we want, with goals, we want to be shooting for something specific. We want to have a target out there that we can articulate and know that when we've arrived there, we're there. And so that we're pushing on just a little harder than kind of, you know, going along and doing our job every day, but not so hard that we're just beating the life out of people. So goals provide that. They're just really great tools for quantifying what I'm shooting for. And then I can work backwards from there and kind of say, now, what can I do this month that will take me toward that and you know, break it down into some practical steps to actually get there? Well, I have a two-sided question. As a boss, how do you allow for your employee to set goals while still keeping in mind maybe the goals of the company or the goals of the job or the goals of the team? And as an employee, how do you go about setting goals that also have interest for you or are challenging to you or something that really motivates you? Well, in setting goals as a company, you need as much information as possible to actually determine what's feasible. And then maybe you want to add an element of aggressiveness on that to to stretch and beat out the competition or to get somewhere first. Well, that information that you need to set great goals is wrapped up in large part in your employees. They're a great source of this information. So the more you're in communication with them about what's involved in making certain things happen, how far off certain technological breakthroughs are, how much something costs, what magnitude of investment it's going to involve, more meaningful goals for the company you can set as a leadership team. And that is your responsibility. That is not something that you can invite an entire company into. Let's set the the company goals. But you get better company goals with all that information from the team. Having had input into the overarching goals will add credibility to them so that when they come down, they don't feel arbitrary. They don't feel out of reach, even if they may be a reach. Now I'm actually getting to your question. Then when we turn to our employees and say, these are the company goals, how shall we as a team do our portion of it? We can do what you and I are going to recommend right now. We can invite the employees themselves to set their own goals. Based on the company goals. Based on company goals. What will it take us as a team to achieve these company goals? Mm -hmm. And what do you want to set in your career path here to accomplish this next year 
as you're part of that. You start having a meaningful conversation. But it's not an abstract one, and it's not just a, tell me your ideal job, and you can do whatever you want this year, and we're sure that it'll be good for the company. That's a little too spacey and without parameter. One, as an employee, some of this should excite you. And this isn't a discussion about whether or not you're in the right job or not, but if absolutely nothing that the company's goals have to offer motivate you, then... You're probably in the wrong job. Yeah, there's something else. So you are motivated by a team effort as an employee. Exactly. And you're you're glad to be a part of a company that's being aggressive and wants to do well because you will be a part of that unless you're not a part of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're suggesting. The more you bring everybody into the process, the more buy-in you get and the more ownership you get and the more motivated effort people get because they love what they do and they want to, people want to be a part of something that's successful. And if they get credit for it and they are, you can articulate their portion of the victory, then it just takes off from there. But we don't have ways to articulate that. Well, goal setting and using the performance evaluation, using this annual gathering to be intentional about what I'm going to try and learn and improve in this next year as a tool to get some things out on the table, out on paper, and in conversation is is very powerful. Well, one of the things I, I see that you're saying that's powerful to me is often I feel that supervisors tend to keep the company goals, sort of protect them, not receive input on them. And so really what they're having people set their performance evaluations around is on a job, just a task on whether or not they've done it. And it's so removed from everything else that it doesn't really motivate. It doesn't really accomplish what they want, which is a a greater buy-in, as you were saying. A greater effort so that the performance evaluation really does feel completely disconnected. That's right. That's a great insight. That's why people go away from them saying, I don't know why we did that. Nothing's going to change. So why put myself out there? giving all this information when it's not going to be used. Exactly. Well, and I can imagine if you authentically approach your employee with the fact that they are a part of the goal setting and goal meeting of your company, that is a motivator. And if I am setting my own goals of what I want to learn and where I want to improve during the year, you've gotten the most important information out of me of all is what I'm already motivated to do. So you have the opportunity as a supervisor to completely flip 180 degrees how you're perceived. So instead of the taskmaster, instead of the one holding the whip, you actually become the resourcer and the collaborator. I'm going to make sure you're successful. I'm going to make sure you achieve the goals that you have for yourself because they're in line with the company goals. And that flip around of how you're perceived will transform your team as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and let's talk about a hard fact. Let's say that those goals are set in the next year that employee hasn't exactly met them. It becomes about much more than just a personal attack on someone because you've kind of set up these goals and standards to measure. That's right. The goals and standards have credibility because how you went about setting them. Whereas if they feel arbitrary, if they feel like they came from somewhere else, then without the credibility, people do not trust that the evaluation is for their benefit. They more suspect that it's maybe so that you don't have to give them a raise, or they suspect that it's so that there's competition for a promotion and you're trying to keep people's expectations down. People are very creative with what they'll suspect. 
<laughs> and when you're not out on the table with where things really come from, you do leave it to people's imaginations. And their experience has proven that their suspicions are often correct. So give us some advice on setting these goals and standards. What are some things that we should keep in mind when we go about doing this? Well, goals, we've talked more about goals so far. So let me start with that. The goals need to be measurable. I mean, you need to know when you get there. So we don't want to merely just get better or do more. We want to be able to quantify it. And they need to be reasonable. They need to be something that's actually achievable in a year. And you don't want people to promise what they can't deliver because then it becomes a failure experience. And then finally, they need to be very specific and concrete. You need to be able to articulate it and talk about it during the year. Check in on this to number two and number three. The standards, we haven't talked about standards so much. So let me just briefly point to that we want to also articulate specifically quality we're looking for and our expectations about what it will actually look like as you go so that we're not, again, being general. That wasn't good enough for me. Being subjective in that manner, but we have said ahead of time, we've defined the level of excellence or the timeliness or the quality, and that becomes the criteria for the conversation. Wonderful. Well, I thank you for those insights. And I just want to remind our listeners that, Carl, you are actually a business consultant and executive coach. We love coming alongside people who are new at these things. And it's not a matter of being a bad boss, like the Bad Boss series. It's a matter of being the wise one who says, you know what, I kind of like someone alongside us so that we can learn how to do these things like performance evaluations, yeah. differently. Well, I just wanted to, everyone to know you're available for the, exactly this, these kind of issues that come up and turning these things around. I look forward to meeting you all. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Check us out on the web at boldenterprises.com. And join us next week where our topic will be performance evaluation. Quality and quantity. Quality how do you quantity. talk about how you're doing along the way? Well, great. That's really when you don't tell your boss you hate them, though, right? That will be one of our more intuitive insights. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.